Hello, this is Erica, editor of Sold Magazine, and this is episode 66 of In the Spray Room, Sold's weekly podcast where we sit down with the best and brightest artists getting up on the streets today. We interview them here in a more relaxed environment to bring out the lighter side. You can find us on all major podcast platforms, and our daily dose of content is on soldmagny.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at soldmag. Today's crew consists of myself, Bike Girl. Hello. Big Ronnie. Hello. And uh, before we introduce our special guest, Big Ronnie, tell us what's going on. Well, there's not a lot going on. It's spring, the sun's shining, birds are chirping, people are becoming murally active, a lot of things going on on the streets. Bike Girl, how are the tours going? They've been a little slow this spring, but there's so many other factors, so this is when it starts to pick up. We're talking spring break, lots of families out. Now, how about how about the work on the street? New things going up quickly, or uh, we're still a couple of weeks away? Well, this is it. This is paint season, so we do have artists coming in from all over. This is when they do start to paint over and change up a lot of the work in, in the city. Didn't Menace and Ressa just uh, redo their wall? On decal? Yeah. Decalb and... and um, sorry. Decalb and... Decalb and yeah. Wyckoff. Yeah, big big production over there. Yeah, Mears put, threw, threw some light bulbs over there recently. Now, Biker, last week we had a first. It was our first foreign Italian on yeah, the podcast. first Italian. We've had French people, Dutch people... Argentinian. All over. Australian. Colombian, Australian. We're, 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 we're trying to cover it all. The Brits. Now, today's guest is a first Obviously. also. Hmm. Okay. Can you put it together? Hmm. You have all the information. I have all the information? Actually, I can't. You've got me stumped. <laughs> we have never interviewed someone on their birthday. Oh, You're right. That's true. One. Well, we, we never didn't have. know. We didn't know. Oh, you think they kept it to themselves? <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so I'm very happy to introduce Android Oi, the birthday boy. Yes, thank you. Did thank not you. mean to rhyme that. Good afternoon, oh, and works. thank you for having me. Welcome. This is a pleasant surprise for my birthday. Hmm. Well, you are, uh, you're one of the uh, perennial gentlemen when I see you out in the scene. Uh, always engaging, always definitely. interested, always interesting. Uh, definitely not a sulk in the corner type of guy, so you got a little pressure on your shoulders for the podcast. Tonight. Oh, dear Lord. I, I feel like the sulk, like the uh, introvert in the corner sometimes. Yeah, no. So here we go. Let's, let's start off with the basics. Who are you? Where are you from? Uh, yeah, I'm Android Oi. I'm just uh, a painter from New York, originally uh, Yonkers, New York. And uh, yeah, you Let's find out more, That's I guess. Through, yeah, so we'll yeah, find out go, more through, this, through, the, through the origins. Through the, the origins. The origins, so, okay. coming from Yonkers, mm -hmm. when did your love of paint begin? How did it begin? And how did, I mean, how did it move to what you're doing now? Because you are one of the few artists that we interview that actually do this pretty much full time. Full time, yeah. As a, this is how I make my bread and butter, pay my bills living. Mm -hmm. So there's got to be, you know, not a lot of people figure out how to make that transition. It's, it's always what I've dreamed at a very young age. Uh, I would say I can remember since third grade, just sketching, drawing, you know, like little Looney Tune cartoons and things like that, Marvel, uh, DC. 
and then being from Yonkers and then growing up like very close to the Bronx, you know, my parents would drive around and I'd be in the back seat just noticing all the graffiti. And then again, through a very young age, I found graffiti and started doing things like that. What did you write? <clears throat> the old name was Nope. And uh, <laughs> it, it wasn't a spinoff of Cope. And then I, 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 start, I stopped doing that after a while because realizing as growing up who he was, and I was like, yeah, I don't want to be too close to that name. That's probably good for... Uh, no, have, no matter what side you come at it, that's probably a good choice. Right, right, yeah. And then, um, yeah, moving forward, I started doing stencils on the street, but that's when I changed myself to Android Oi. So how long have you been actually using the Android Oi persona? Um, may not be able to give you an exact date or year, but I could say uh, I had a MySpace that was Android Oi. Yeah. <laughs> so we can, we can figure. Yeah, like, you know, around yeah. those times is when so I could socially, social media. So, put like it a up. lot of people, it was your handle. Uh, where, what does the name mean to you? Uh, it means a lot to me, actually. I mean, for the most part, it's the, uh, the split between the two, the, uh, the slave saying no, in a sense. Uh, Android is the programmed and the, what was made by man and told what to do and you know whether it's life love relationships uh family work status quo right yeah it's something you're told like you have to be a certain person and the oi to me is i'm you know a punk rocker punk, at heart right. right and it's a rebellious call so it's the program versus the rebel oh it's a punk thing i thought it was an old jewish thing oi <laughs> no that's that's o y e yeah yeah but yeah, you yeah. know what it actually works both ways it does it does yeah oy vey. <laughs> <laughs> throw my hands up sometimes in the air oy vey. yeah so it's, it's more of a punk thing rebellious oh. punk thing to me now you said uh, you took the moniker on when you started doing uh, stencils on the street but that's not all you do uh, you, you also have a very heavy digital. Uh, digital, yeah. Multimedia. Multimedia, collage, collage Photoshop. Uh, I've gone through many uh, different types of classes in school. I went to uh, School of Visual Arts. You know, I was trained how to paint classically and sketch, things like that. But, uh, you know, at a certain point, I just stopped and was like, that's, you know, not really what I want to do. You know, I was trained how to paint classically like the Mona Lisa, but why would I want to? You know, like I want to do something of my own. But I do sketch. I still do pencil sketches and charcoals on my own free time. And, and that's just to keep the skills fresh? Exactly, yeah. Uh, studies, things like that. You know, sometimes I'll sketch and put them something together so I can sooner or later create it on canvas of digital. As someone who's been around, tell the younger generation that nothing came without practice. Oh, not, yeah, of course. I mean, it's, it's every day. I mean, I, I, I find something new and new technique. Every time I, I sketch or do something to study, I even tattoo, and that's even a new learning process every time I move on into another one and everything. See, I think it's, it's, it's funny that uh, in business, in other types of areas, when someone elevates their work to an artistic form, it's the pinnacle. It's mm. the top of what you can do. That, that, you know, that, in business, that guy's an artist. Right. You know, that's, mm -hmm. that's different. That's not, he's not just making money. He's doing, he's changing, he's evolving, he's doing his own thing. Exactly. I'm doing my passion. That's what it is. But in art, how do you elevate your work to the point where it evolves? How do you just, you, you're, what do you practice at this point? Those are, I, I mean, it's just, it keeps, it just keeps on going, I think, as far as, you know, the sketching and the studies. And I even will sometimes sit and just regularly paint with oils and acrylics. It's just, again, it's just keep on doing it. You know, you don't stop, you know, and then you find new ways and new techniques and, you know, maybe even 
those secret little mistakes that happen. You're like, oh, wow, I like the way this came out. I'm going to continue doing that. You know, I mean, there's I have a, little, a few more tricks up my sleeve that, you know, our audiences haven't really seen yet. And I'll be sooner or later executing and accomplishing those, too. So, so people can see. Now, you in addition to getting up on the street, you sell your work. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were talking earlier about a, a group show you have coming up. Do you want to? A uh, group show with um, uh, Stephanie Gorellis. She's, uh, you know, uh, hosting it. And uh, she invited me to it. Uh, she sent me a message on, Insta- uh, on uh, Instagram. And uh, I think it's great to say uh, Star Wars theme. And for this, actually, I think I might do something different. I think I'm going to pencil sketch the most, my favorite, but the most obscure characters from Star Wars that you really don't even think of. Who? Uh, I like, uh, what was it, B2-1, the medical droid. Mm -hmm. And I want to do a Tusken Raider, uh, Sam Sam Person. Cool. Yeah. Just so glad you didn't say Jar Jar Binks. No, no, no. (laughs) I think uh, nobody would want to purchase that piece, you know. (laughs) Now, Stephanie is one of the friendliest, happiest people you've ever met. She is, yes. I uh, saw her at that group show at the Comeback Daily on Friday. I was just uh, hanging out with her. and uh, Yeah, she's, she's a pleasure to be around. Shout out to iHeart Graffiti. I just met her the other night. That was her first curation, mm-hmm, I think. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to her. Um, other upcoming shows. You were in a couple group shows recently. Like you were in like two or three back to back. February yeah. was a busy, busy month for me. Yeah, I had actually four shows. Um, one from the Warburton Galleries in Yonkers. Uh, then there was the uh, the Phoenix show by uh, mm-hmm. Queen of Hearts. Uh, what were the other two? <laughs> trying to figure. Oh, it was the the Coney, uh, the Coney Island. Yes, yes. Uh, oh, Coney the brewery Island from the bot shop that uh, curated that, and then the what was the? I'm trying to think of the pieces I made that I can remember. Um, for uh, I think being in a lot of group shows is really helpful, and and somebody that's been in a lot. How, can you speak to your experience doing them, being a part of them? Is it motivate you? being given a subject uh, for that, um, being part of those group shows, or is it motivate you to now pursue a solo show? Um, um, well, when, 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 want, when somebody contacts yeah. me about a, a group show, especially when there's a theme, I, mm-hmm. I do enjoy that. It does uh, challenge me, you know, to make me think a little bit more because it's a certain vision that the curator's looking for within my style. So, uh, it's challenging, and I and I do like challenges a lot. Um, solo show I've thought about not too much. Um, it, I mean, sooner or later it will happen, uh, but I don't know if I'm ready quite yet. I think uh, with my solo show, it might be a it might be chaotic in a way. It might because it might be a lot of other different things that again you've never seen Androidoid do. But I I'm think going it would be very interesting it. to kind of hit the world with all the different media you work in because I don't think that a lot of people realize. That you work in so many different yeah, I only uh, yeah, a media. small select few people know that are close to me and they understand you know that what I do. Uh, a couple of shows I have put somewhat different things out there, and either it's like two sides of the pendulum; it's a flop to the audience or it's amazing to the audience because they're just not used to seeing those things from me yet. So, talk about your your day job and and how you were really able to uh, make art uh, your job and and what you do. Um, yeah, my uh, the day job is a mural painter rink. Right. Uh, we service the tri-state area. We also have, we have a location in New York, Chicago, and L.A. 
Um, I've been working, um, the, it's, it's a female, uh, owned and I've been working for her for, oh, I don't know, seven years now. And, um, uh, I was more or less the on-call weekend guy cause I had another day job before that. And, um, two years ago I came to her on my hands and knees saying this other job is kind of killing me and spiritual suicide. So, uh, she's like, yeah, I need a. I need an assistant and I need an office manager. I was like, I'm there. Just, you know, take me in and I'll be there. I'll be loyal. And, um, it's great right now, right now at the moment. Uh, I don't paint as much on the job for them, but, uh, because I'm again, in-house, you know, uh, office manager and her assistant, but, uh, it's still, it's still fun. I still love what I do. Um, so I'm, all hand painted murals, all paint, hand painted right. murals. I, at times, if it's not a company's logo at times, I'm doing in-house designs. So some of those walls, that we're working on, I might might have designed it. Cool. Yeah. Now, where does that, <clears throat> like, what type of, types of things do you learn on the job that you bring back to your personal style? Um, the pound system actually we use, mm-hmm. and a lot of a lot of other uh, companies use this yep. style. It's uh, electro pouncing. Long story short, it's kind of hard to describe through you know, but uh, it's getting little little shocked holes through a piece of paper. And then you put the paper up against the wall, rub uh, chalk dust through it, pull it off, and you have your outline to follow. It's essentially for sign painters. Right. Right. It's, an old, it's an old sign painter style, yeah, and we keep it alive to this day, yeah. Um, but again, that's what through logos and things like that where the company specific. Ex- specific, exactly, or like fonts that they want. Other times, then we get the, uh, you know, the whole artistic freedom to do what we want. Most of the, we do small businesses. We do nursery rooms to skyscrapers, so... I mean, you know, usually the nursery rooms and, and the residence homes, we have a little bit more artistic freedom. Now, <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> Since you said pounce, I have a little bit of experience with this. I worked with an artist on uh, a large sign that was a commission, mm-hmm. and we used that process. Yeah. And he said, I would never use this process on my, my personal work. And, I, and <clears throat> I said, why? He goes, it's cheating. It's speeding it up. It's like a stencil. It's like tracing. It's like, it's like, it's like. How do you feel about that? Um, when it comes to my personal work, I don't usually use it unless it is maybe a specific font that I want to use. Otherwise, I don't use it that much. Um, because you're not a typography guy. Right, right, by right. I, by, yeah, I mean, I, I did take typography classes no. <laughs> and I did, yeah. But um, yeah, I don't use it for the personal stuff much at all. I mean, I, I like to, you know, if I'm on canvas or whatever the case may be, sketch it out and get the proportions right myself with my own eye and my own hand instead of just, you know, again, tracing out. But I don't I don't think it's a cop-out. I don't. It's, it's, it's an old style. You uh, know, it's like anything else. If you're still reproducing your own work, then... It's kind of smart because you're saving yourself time, depending on how it's you're the, doing it. The exactly, it's, 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 in, in it your takes... profession, you don't always get paid as much as you should be paid. So time is extremely valuable. Exactly, right. And and again, going to what I said, you know, it has to be exact to the way you know the client wants it to be. If if one little line is not is off, you know, because I did it hand painted, like you know, just out of my head in my hand, you know, so then, you're just this then is, I'm going to get called back and have my kit, right? Yeah, exactly. it's it's just another technique, and and I don't think there's anything wrong with it at all. Cool. No, yeah. <clears throat> so you said that you also tattoo. How did that happen? Um, you took my question. <laughs> oh, sorry. 
Well, uh, we, we didn't mention, but my son's sitting right next to me. And uh, at the time... You tattooed him? No, no, no. Oh. no, no. <laughs> but he's, he's tattooed a couple of bananas before. Um, cool. You know what? It's an insanely good skill to have for the future. You will probably always be able to pay rent. Yes. Well, that that's the thing. Uh, he was on his way. And... Uh, I wasn't selling as much. So, you know, being just an artist and being interested in all types of techniques and art, uh, I got introduced to uh, a great man, goes by Tony Tats and Yonkers, and um, he taught me everything I know. And from there, just kept on going. Awesome. Yeah. So are you still apprentice phase or have you... No, it's been, now it's been like 12, 13 years. Oh, yeah, yeah, So what is your preferred style? I don't, I don't have one. I love, I love it all, to tell you the truth, from black and gray uh, realism to uh, you know, traditional American. I have a lot of traditional American on, on me myself, so uh, I always love looking at it, and I don't mind doing it with the thick, fat, you know, fat outlines and Lots everything. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. A photorealistic portrait that looks good is stunning. Right. But mm-hmm. I love a, a hard-lined, soft-shaded colors. Exactly. Sailor right. The uh-huh. problem yeah. with photorealism is far more people get it wrong than right. Mm-hmm. And I think there's more more room within American classic to kind of get it slightly wrong and it'll still be okay. True, true. Um, I don't, I, I do, I'll do portraits on people, but they're portraits that I created. Like, you know, if like a dude just wants to like, oh, I want a pretty lady on me. I'll create it myself. So therefore it's not a specific person where it's mm-hmm. like, well, that doesn't look like them, you know, but uh, roses and nature and flowers. More, I love doing but, photorealism. But yeah, I, I'm not reading that as lack of confidence in your ability. I'm reading that as lack of confidence in the customer and what I, they want. I, I, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I don't, I, I don't get callbacks or anything like that. You know, but uh, it, yeah, some people just don't understand art in that sense. It's it's very different from sketch to skin when it comes to tattoos. You, it has to be specific it has to be spaced out properly because years down the line those lines can come together and you know they don't understand that sometimes i get women who want you know gravity right right yeah (laughs) i get women who want like the smallest little thing in the world i'm like you don't understand that my needle's not even that skinny you know i can't make that you know it's just completely different from sketch the skin we've talked about with some artists that uh it's ideal to have a collector you shoot to have someone buy three pieces you know we've talked about this before that when you've had somebody buy three of your pieces it's time to move on they're going to be interested in somebody else's artwork likely do you find uh, i've never asked a tattoo artist this before do you have people that come back oh yeah mm-hmm. I, have, I have my Does clientele that, do, do they tap out after three no 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 <laughs> I've, I've i've worked on people i've some people i even i i promote collectors as far as tattoos i say go to other mm-hmm. people get other tattoos mm-hmm. experience that but i have people that refuse to and they just stick with me yeah they won't go anywhere that's else. my guy right yeah pretty much yeah yeah i can understand that i mean if you're going for a specific style you you know and reality if you give them one and you're really i don't want to use the word gentle but there are some people, obviously. Some people work be, fast. That's yeah, that's yeah. There's their speed. Yeah, and if you not literally bringing up the blood mm-hmm. as much as I mean, I would rather go back to somebody that I know does a good job than take a chance. Right, right. Than somebody new. Every once in a while, you do get somebody that will bleed out. You know, it's just you know their body. You know, but if you have somebody that's really bleeding out on you, you're probably as the artist, you're probably digging in too deep. You're going. Yeah. Beyond the dermis and epidermis, you know, like you're, you're scarring them after that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've worked on people's sleeves and they're just like, and I, again, I am somebody who promotes, you know, collecting, go to other people, but they're just like, no, dude, I want you to finish my whole arm, you know? Cool. 
How many Tom Yak pieces do you have? Erica's um, got I, a guy. I, yeah, I have a, a main guy, but then, you know, you, you travel, I sure, want to get yeah. something, mm-hmm. or, you know, you have a situation, but I have a main guy, and uh, I, I don't know There's number-wise, a, but I'm, I'm probably 80%. Just listening to the conversation his, between yeah. these two ladies and a few others, I think there is a severely underserved market, street artist to tattoo. I think it will, like he was saying, it's a tool to pay the bills. And, and I, yeah. I do like to ask a lot of uh, artists that question because, you know, tr- it's just translating from but, brush to spray can from right, this right. tool to that tool. I it's, think, it's an interesting. It's obviously and a I also motor think, skill. It's a learned. I also think be an artist and automatically tattoo. Oh, right. I mean, I had right, to be taught right. and trained. I, I know artists that are amazing artists, but and they tried tattoos and couldn't do it. Do it. Yeah, right, I've exactly. known people like that. But um, but the bold lines, too, are also a similar aesthetic as well as, you know, just the, the bold. The bold lines, uh, you know, I mean, a lot of old school graffiti artists went on mm-hmm. to, like, scene, you know. he oh, has a, a lot of tattoo artists. Right. Big in the they, they incorporated the same way, the fat lines when you met with LA the spray paint. old school graph artists right. tattoo, have parlors for years. Mm-hmm. New York scene is always going to be different, mainly because it was illegal in New York City. Until 1997. 97, right. right. From 1961. And I don't even think then they were using gloves in 97. And, you know, that's why I always wondered when I first moved here, back here to New York, why some of the best tattoo artists in the world were in weird places like Long Island, Mm because no one would really... Yeah, live, to live on, on the outside. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, live off the oh, highway. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, the, you know, they'd be in Jersey or Long Island, and it never occurred to me that the reason why is that New York had none. Yeah. Just yeah. Manhattan. And then, and, and, yeah, you know, it's Manhattan, funny. Now the yeah. laws are even are more strict in New York than they are. Like, I get parents that come up to me and say, hey, can you tattoo my six-year-old kid? Six-year-old kid? And they're like, I'm totally cool with it. I'm like, but the law isn't. Right. Yeah. I say if, if you did say sixteen, did not you say six. six. Sixteen, sixteen. No. Yes, yes, Let's sixteen. Clarify yeah. that for anyone that yeah, might yeah, yeah. No, yeah. not saying you get your six-year-old kindergarten first grade. No, don't. No, tattoo. I don't. I don't promote that at all. But yeah, I get parents that know me and they want me to tattoo their sixteen-year-old, and I say in Just New York wait. State I can't. If you want to wait until they turn eighteen. And they don't understand. They're like, but you have my permission. I was like, right. But, it's not about but that. It's not about yeah, that. You're I was like, not allowed. Right. If you, you really, lose your license. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I say, and if you really want them to get tattooed, go to New Jersey or Connecticut because they can do that there. With oh, really? Pa- with so they consent. could actually yeah. pay you to bring your stuff to the Holiday Inn in Bridgeport. They could, but I mean, I get a little <laughs> Would phrased. Would you have to you know? be licensed there? In, in New York City, you have to be licensed. In Westchester, you don't. Really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Do you have a travel kit? Have you I do. A- yeah, yeah, I travel and things like that. You know, for uh, my special, like, you know, clients, they want to be more or less in their, you know, comfort of their own home mm-hmm. and everything. Mm-hmm. And you can be a very, I'm noticing it can be a very, like, private experience between the artist and the, who they're tattooing. It's very intimate in some ways. It, it's it's and intimate. that's not even saying about <laughs> that's where you're That's why it's not ideal tattoo. to have right. no, yeah, cameras it's just around. It's an intimate experience when someone is tattooing your arm. Oh, yeah. It, it is intimate. And uh, like a lot of my clients, I've, I've, have, I've created close you know, relationships with and everything. And in my hometown, when I'm walking around, everybody's giving me hugs and everybody's taking off their clothes, trying to look, look this guy did this and this. And, you know, like, and I'm, I'm just like, okay, keep your pants on. Okay? I know so, where I did that. I don't need to see <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I remember it. Keep your pants on. So but, uh, was it we asked one of the other people we've had before that about tattoos, Where? what is the most unusual tattoo placement or subject that you've been asked to do? Um... Yeah, there, there, there was there was one that uh, it's just silly. I think like a kid got it on a dare. They were like kind of tipsy, you know. I was in the, in one of the first shops I worked for, 
And it was around his groin area, and it was the stick figure pushing the lawnmower. You know, I, I, I was like, go ahead, do it. Let's do it real quick. Come on. And then there was this other one, and I kind of, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those little funny, you know, things. And I don't know if he's regretting it now or not. You know? I don't know. I think that would be wonderful if you were a nurse in the, in the, in the nursing home because that would just make your day every day when you had to mess with that, that guy. Right, it's right. Like, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not like rude. It's just cute it, right yeah it was kind of a cute sensitive. thing all, all the guys at the shop looked at me like you really did that for him like <laughs> like you were down there i was like well it wasn't there there you know what i mean but it was close you know there was this other one i actually convinced the girl to not do it it was like a weird sketchy situation actually it was the guy's like logo or something oh, and oh. it was the ugliest oh, logo and like, and through my art i tried wanted to her to get branded right and <laughs> yeah. and it was this like airplane and with and the you know like the plume coming out of the airplane was like dollar signs <laughs> and <laughs> And I was alone well, with the yeah. girl in my room, and I'm like, I was like, do you really want this? You like, had to you know, take her aside. Like, right. You know, I was like, I'm, I'm all up for, you know, making money and, and, and doing work, but, like, do you really want this? Like, I say that to girls, too, when they're young. Blink like, I want once. My, Blink twice. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I do that with, with the young girls who that come in, you know, the 18-year-olds. Oh, I want my boyfriend's name. I was like, no, you don't. Like, no, no you, you don't. don't. And if you do want it, let me do it in baby blue, because in another three months, I could cover it up for you. Yeah. Look at that! I didn't know that. Baby blue is the best. A baby, color to cover right? Up. Baby, if baby the blue, I'll I'll be able to cover it up quickly. But they're like, no, I want it in black. I was like, okay, but I'm not going to be able to cover it <laughs> yeah. up. And there is the tattoo curse. If you get your lover's oh, name yeah, tattooed on you, that. three Marriage, months later, everything. you're going to be broken up. Real Housewives Bravo Television has proved that one over and over. Too. Really? Okay. You don't want to get the tattooed wedding bands either because those tend to make you make usually last around seven years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there I is, didn't know any of this. There is the curse. Oh, yeah. totally uh, but cursed. I'm the I'm the blank slate. You should only get <laughs> your parents and your children's name on your body. No right. one else, unless it's a you know a character. And even then, when you're 18, the character you want isn't necessarily the character you want when you're 50. It's very true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was very select with the things I put in my leg. And uh, again, 41 today. Uh, I'm I'm still loving them though. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've got like the Crimson Ghost from the Misfits and uh, the little girl in the in the basement from Night of Living Dead and nice. those those still those things still hold true to my heart of who I am. And yeah, what was I your first one? My first one it was was the Crimson Ghost. I did it myself. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, you did it yourself? Yeah, I did it myself Ooh, in my parents' uh, wow. living room. And my, my parents come in, they're like, we know what that sound is, what's going on. And <laughs> they, they see me sitting there tattooing my leg by myself. Yeah, yeah you can't hide that needle sound. No, yeah, yeah. But nowadays you can with some machines, but I still use the old school uh, Mickey Sharp's uh, coil. I assume wow. that you, if not visibly inside, like scoff when somebody calls it. A tattoo gun instead of a tattoo machine. Uh, yes, yes, yeah, it's a machine. Guns yes. kill people. That's <laughs> right. We 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 promote art, not you know violence. That's right. Yeah. Do you feel? I mean, that's something that I know with a lot of graffiti kids that that was something that kept them away from a violent uh, childhood. Do you think that you know running around tagging and uh, getting into graffiti was better than? going down another path uh, i definitely think so i mean there were times you know you know as a young child getting caught doing graffiti uh it could be worse it could be worse right i mean at least i got caught for my passion and what and, and when i got brought home my parents understood it wasn't like i was reprimanded much or anything or grounded things like that uh, i did run with a, a little bit of a crazy crew in yonkers and 
Love them to death, but I'm glad my path went this way so instead of the other way. You mentioned your parents. Have they always been supportive of you having a career in the arts? Uh, yes, they were. They were always supportive. Uh, my father was the type of always saying, well, we'll, we'll have, have something to step back on just in case, you know, but they were never against it at all. They, they helped me through college and art school and things like that. Yeah, they were, they were always there for me. I remember, what was it, my 16th birthday, I think it was, where I said, I don't want anything. I don't want to you know, party, a present, anything. I just want to be allowed to do whatever I want in my bedroom. And they said, go ahead. And I just from there, just spray painting, you know, paintings, this and that, everything was, you know, just paint on the carpet. You know, it got a little rough, you know, yeah. But uh, <laughs> they were supportive in those ways, yeah. So you you weren't searching for create, wait, creative freedom. You were searching for actual parental freedom to be a little more creative in your own space in my own space right i was young i can't it wasn't be your out studio the... yet yeah no, exactly yeah. i didn't have a studio so i just like the bedroom it was just became the studio it, it, it was it was my lovely mess i it was uh, a trail you couldn't you had to walk through a certain trail you had piles of spray paint here you had piles of books and this you had to kind of like jump over my books to get into my bed you know it was just you know my art desk was in the corner Post-it notes and, you know, um, little sketches and ideas and poems that I wrote were just on the wall. And people, you know, friends used to come over and just look around. And then they come back the next day, look around again. But, like, I didn't even see that there. You know, it was just, like, new every time to somebody else. That's cool. What kind of music do you listen to? Uh, Do you listen to music when you work? I do. These days... these days, I, I listen to a lot of Nine Inch Nails when I paint. Hmm. Yeah, in the studio, so, and they're very loud and very, yeah, it's just uh, his tragic poetic self kind of feeds off my own tragic poetic self. I yeah. see, that. see, I don't have a tragic I poetic self. I mean, they're right here. Look. <laughs> I don't, it's, it's just, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a, a poet as well. poetic self? No. Hmm. I like Nine Inch Nails, but I like the beats. Yeah. Dave was one of the nastiest drummers ever. Right, right, yeah. No, yeah, I mean, uh, Poetry is my, my secondary. I'm a, I'm a visual artist primary, and then poetry is my second. And I always incorporate my poetry, and it's just it. At times, it is tragic, you know. So he helps. He does. You know, Trent Reznor helps me out a lot. But very uh, cool. Who else? Uh, music wise, I, I listen to a, a wide variety of music. Uh, I mean, my heart lays with metal and punk. You know what I grew up on and everything. But I mean, you. I listen like to old school punk. Well, the Boy. more the more hardcore scene, um, more like uh, Misfits, Black Flag, school, Circle Jerks, things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, bad brains, bad got to be right yeah, up your yeah. alley. Yeah. HR, that's his initials right there. That's no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, how'd I know? How'd I know? <laughs> yeah, HR, also HR Giger, you know, things like yeah. that. That's, but uh, those are reasons. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that scene, yeah. right? Those, those, that's the scene that I like the most. Yeah. yeah. But again, like I listen from jazz to classical music. I love George Friedrich Handel for classical, you know, one of my favorites. Yeah, it's a wide, wide variety. I have like a weird, it's weird, like I don't know how to explain it. Am I an artist trapped in a musician's body or am I a musician trapped in an artist's body? Because I can't produce music. I, I'm not, like, I can keep a beat on the drums, but I would never claim to be a musician. Right. But good music's good music. Music, I've just, it's the been a part of my life since day one. Yeah. I mean, if it's good, it doesn't really matter what genre it is. Right, right, yeah. Now, uh, just after meeting you and your son, I can tell you guys are not food-obsessed, as lean as you two are. <laughs> but let's talk about food. What food. do you, what do you like to eat? I mean, pizza right away. I mean, growing up in New York, I am a pizza connoisseur. I'd say my son is, too, actually. He loves the pizza. But um, I, I love all types of food, too. I, I don't shy away from trying different things. Uh 
I love, uh, you know, everybody knows me out. You know, I love my, my drinks and everything, but I love wine tasting along with foods and yeah, whatever. Right, pairing, right, right. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, you know, I'm sitting there with the, you know, swirling it around, you know, you po- pointing it. out the notes and oh, all that. Yeah, you get yeah, into yeah. It. yeah. But um, yeah, as long as uh, it's good food, I mean, it could be. You think I'm going to let you get away with pizza as your answer? <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, it, it's it goes just, a little deeper than that. It, it does go deeper. I there mean, are many forms of pizza. Exactly. Let's get right. Right. Let's um, get specific. Okay. What I, neighborhood? Woodfire Pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, in uh, near in Eastchester, there's a little place called uh, Barada. I actually absolutely love them a lot. Um, in the Lower East Side, there's a few. I don't know. I, I, I can name a few that I always like to pop up into and everything. Um, Depending on what time of night. Exactly. Yeah. We have, within walking distance of right here, four wood-fire pizzerias. Mm, okay. Four of them. This neighborhood's nuts for food. So, so let me know. Maybe we'll Anytime. take a walk for Easy. a birthday. Uh, I think we pizza. start with either Firefly yeah. or Lombardo's. Okay. Both of them are banging. Mm. Firefly was... Yeah. 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 But I and just, Firefly being owned by a fellow artist isn't a bad thing either. Okay, right, right. Shout out mm-hmm. to Caves. Nice. Shout out to Caves. Uh, and tattoo artist as well. Oh, right um, on. Just opened up his uh, shop in Industry City. Um, and it's a part tattoo shop and uh, art space, too. He had a, a, a show there a couple weeks ago. While we were off, we, we didn't get a chance to promote it. But, um, yeah, Industry City. Mm, okay. Definitely a up and coming. Oh, it's a it, yeah. definitely an interesting place that people should visit. Mm. I would say that a lot they people coming from out of town should really check out Industry City also. Right, right, gotcha. So many different things going on there. Well, that was a very fast thirty-five minutes. Oh wow! As I told you, right? Didn't I tell you? It's <laughs> that went very quickly. Disappear yeah, yeah, yeah. before we even think about it. But very much fun. It was so much fun. We try to, to keep here. them short. We know people have short attention spans, and you know, if we made this an hour, you know, people are not going to hear the last. People aren't right, it's just right. The way it is, totally. So, before we let you go, thank you very much for coming in. Thank you for having uh, me. I appreciate you know, it so much. long overdue. I think we mentioned you on the podcast with Kaylin two years ago or something like that when she hmm. sat in with us. Uh, but and when Antenna was here. Yep, that's right. You came up and then, the too. And Nishab. He that's came right. up yeah, as well. Keeps, that's that's we why you had to have that. Keep coming up. I'm, just, I'm, 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 I'm a promoter and a man of the community. Yeah. I, I love what everybody does we out were, there. I couldn't yeah. remember which it was. She had gotten you the job or you had gotten right. her the job. I, I helped her get the job, yeah. yes. Yeah. Well, tell the community where they can find you online. Uh, online, Instagram is Android underscore Oi, O-I. Um, that's pretty much all I use these days. Uh, I have some work on thirdrailart.com on their website for uh, prints for sale. Cool. I have a few shows coming up, which uh, if you follow me, you'll see that I'll be posting soon and everything promoting that. And uh, I'll see you guys at the next show. Yeah. Dressed like a uh, uh, hobo chic, or or dressed like you're you're walking in to buy the place. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I always try and fool people. Well, uh, yeah. yeah, we know with the wine pairings and the wine tastings why you have this alter ego. Where that comes yes. from, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. All right. Thank you very much for coming thank in you, today, thank brother. You so we much. are sold out with Android Oi.